filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the filibuster freestyle, and this is an emergency podcast for several reasons. One being that our buddy Jeremy Johnson from Man Cook Good, who was supposed to join us this weekend, decided to, uh, I don't even know what he's been doing because he won't get back to me. Uh, he just keeps telling me tomorrow. So uh, in a pinch, I called not one, but two of our favorite pundits, Mr. Andrew Patterson and the master of the three-way podcast, Roscoe P. of Drilling Threes. What is up, Roscoe P.? Yeah, I'm here. Happy to be back. Uh, last time I was on the podcast, I was uh, inches away from death, apparently. Uh, you were hurt. the dog and down at your place in Charlotte, but I'm back up north where I belong, feeling better, and, uh, you know, ready to increase my lead. I do lead all uh, filibuster freestyle pundits in three-way podcasts. Yep. So I'm, I'm increasing that lead here today. Honored to be That's right. And Andrew Patterson, how are you, my friend? You've started the school year. Uh, things are going well? Things are going fairly well. I'm just right now, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope I survive to the end of a podcast. I was just walking face on into traffic with my dog about to go in the dark because I misjudged how long my dog walk would take. Like I said, an emergency podcast, and I'm glad you guys are, are taking the time out of your busy schedules to be here. <laughs> don't, don't you go dying on me, man. <laughs> Uh, I think I got sidewalk time home, so I'm safe. Okay, good, good, good. So the one thing I would say is this is the first time the three of us have appeared, appeared on air in about 15 years together. Um, That's right. So we used to do a little show whose name I will not say on the air, uh, and uh, the three of us were members of that show, as was Jeremy Johnson. So his absence this weekend allowed the three of us to get back together. Okay, so what the hell are we talking about? Well, the real emergency is that former WWE wrestling superstar champion CM Punk made his much-ballyhooed debut into mixed martial arts this past weekend in the UFC. And frankly, and maybe I'll go to Andrew really quickly, uh, it went as poorly as possible for both CM Punk and the UFC. Andrew, you watch, the, you watch UFC. I know you didn't even watch this fight, but you probably had some time to, to take it in. What the heck went down for CM Punk and or didn't go down for CM Punk? Okay, well, um, yeah, I didn't order the pay-per-view. I got a little suspicious and nervous that it was just a um, gimmick, you know what I mean? A money-making gimmick. I'm trying to make money on the pay-per-view. They probably don't regret it in that capacity. But, um, yeah, it went as poorly as as it could have gone. It was worst-case scenario, but he got embarrassed by a kid who could be a pretty good fighter. It was only his third fight. (laughs) Right. But um, from... Everything I read, the kid just changed levels on him once, took him down, beat the snot out of him for two minutes, <laughs> and uh, punk tapped. So explain, yeah. explain. Uh, by the way, filibuster freestyle, I don't even know if I said it at the beginning or not, but so uh, what does changing levels mean? Like he literally just went down on his knees like grappling style, took him down, and that was it? Yeah. So yeah, that's so that simple. Like, wow. Oh, oh boy. You watched, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's bad. You, uh, you watched the fight. I think he probably came in standing up. They, I think they maybe they met at mid-ring, uh, mid-octagon, and he just went in and he took him down probably around the hips, uh, went low on him, and then just, I think, grabbed and pounded him right for a little bit and then submitted him. 
So pretty, pretty much a like a Ronda Rousey esque beating on CM Punk. It was pretty much like honestly, if any one of the three of us walked into our local jiu-jitsu gym, <laughs> just challenged some guy there to a fight, even if that guy was only like a after workout warrior, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so, but a few months ago, I mean, this and the reason I didn't order is a few months ago. There was a uh, story out there that CM Punk, he was training with um, the worst name of any MMA trainer in the UFC, Duke Rufus. Duke Rufus. Uh, Hello. Fake band uh, name of the week, Duke Duke Rufus. Rufus? Yeah, Yeah, he's Roscoe's Roscoe's training buddy now. (laughs) There you go. He's the one nursing Roscoe back to health after his ill-fated trip to Charlotte. I know everything to Duke Rufus. (laughs) So really quickly – Let's let's change gears because Roscoe, you are, and we haven't done a ton of this on the podcast on the Freelancer Freestyle yet, but you are our de facto WWE slash sports entertainment expert. Um, your other alter ego is the 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 aptly named Delicious Tommy Sunshine, and frankly, can you give us a little bit of? I mean, I'm titled in this podcast when sports entertainers try to be entertaining in real sports, aka the Ballad of CM Punk. Um, can you take us through the, the career arc of CM Punk, the wrestler, the sports entertainer? Because, again, as Andrew points out, two minutes and 20 seconds into his MMA career, he basically got beat up for two minutes and 19 of those seconds. Sure, but yeah, um, I, I'll hit the highlights. I am a, a lifelong pro wrestling fan. Uh, I am not at all an MMA fan. I just can't get into it. I've never been able to. I do think that's a little strange. I think a lot of people who like pro wrestling also like MMA. You know, there's a huge crossover in those audiences. Correct. I am not. I am not one of those crossovers. I just. I don't like it at all. I don't follow it. I. I, I, did, I didn't. I didn't watch the CM Punk fight because I don't watch any of those. I did read about it, and you know, I, just because I. I know him from being a wrestler. Um, so I don't know what to talk about that. But just CM Punk as a wrestler, he was a, a, a huge uh, star in what we call the independence. Okay. Uh, which is to say, not WWE uh, at this point. Back in the day, like we were in college, WCW also a big company, ECW for a while. WWE, the Vince McMahon company, has eaten all of those up, and now they're really the only game in town. Right. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of there's, you know, Impact Wrestling, which used to be known as TNA. There's a thing called Lucha Underground. There's a couple of smaller things, but nothing, nothing anywhere near the scale of, of WWE. All right. So Punk was big uh, so, in the independence. Yeah, Punk, Punk was a, a huge independent star. Uh, in the early 2000s, uh, was brought into WWE, I believe, around 2005 or six, um, and quickly worked his way up. Became a huge star in the company. He is or was uh, what's known as a triple uh, triple crown champion, which means at various points in his career, he was the world heavyweight champion, the intercontinental champion, and the tag team champion. Now, in pro wrestling, even though there are, you know, the, the outcomes are predetermined. It's not an actual competition like an MMA fight is. To become a champion is still a big deal. That's an acknowledgement that you are one of, one of, if not the best guy in the company and one of the biggest stars. Yeah, so you're, market, you're a big marketable star, correct? Right, right. Yeah. It's still a big deal to be a champion in pro wrestling, even though you didn't actually win the fight like you were the fight. Correct, but the reason that you're winning is because they want to keep, you know, get you over, keep you over with the crowd, and therefore, you know, you have a... And so I guess the reason, and Roscoe, you did a good job alluding to it uh, without even being asked the question. So here I have, you know, Andrew Patterson, who... The three of us have known each other for almost 20 years at this point. I mean, 15 years plus, right? But, like, here we are. You know, Andrew doesn't watch a lot of pro wrestling, at least not anymore. He watches a lot of MMA. 
Roscoe just admitted he never watches any MMA. He, he still watches wrestling. I, I watch a little bit of MMA and a little bit of wrestling sometimes. And so here you have, you know, three guys who have been friends for a long time. And, and frankly, the fact that you guys don't cross over actually helps, I think, explain what kind of went down here. Because here's my theory on, on this. You got uh, – CM Punk is 37 years old. He was beefing with Vince McMahon about a bunch of stuff. And, and I think what he saw was – Wait, excuse me. He was real life beefing. Correct. He broke – actually, Roscoe, maybe, 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 Roscoe, maybe shed some light there. Yeah, I can, I can talk about that in a minute if you like. But how he left the company was, you know, significant, I think. But finish your point. I can talk – but yeah, this beef – what it is real with Vince McMahon. Right, so he had a real life, real life beef with his real boss about his, you know, quote unquote, I don't want to say fake job, it's his real job, but yeah. a not real sport. Okay, you know, sports entertainment. And, and the problem is, I'm going to name a bunch of people who have dabbled in multiple sports, and, and only one of them who went the direction that CM Punk went is a success story. So, like, you've had a number of, of like, for instance, football players or boxers get into wrestling for at least part-time or full-time. So full-time, all-time great, Goldberg, okay, played in the NFL. Mike Tyson had a little, you know, a cameo. I remember Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman after the 98 finals had a cameo in WCW. Shaq had a wrestling cameo. Ken Shamrock actually left MMA to be a wrestler. Brock Lesnar, I think, left, like, football to be a wrestler, to be an MMA artist, to be a wrestler. You know, we'll get to him later. And then you have The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, who again, mediocre football player, unbelievable wrestler, and his transition was to go to acting. He followed, and this is my, my long-winded point, CM Punk's greatest asset besides toughness is charisma. And unfortunately, while the UFC is a nice place to get a platform of legitimacy if you keep winning, the WWE is a great place to build a personal brand and platform if you're charismatic and skilled, not necessarily better at beating another guy in a, in, a, in, a, in a match. And so the one skill CM Punk is unbelievable at in WWE has absolutely no bearing on success in UFC. And the problem is Brock Lesnar, and get into the steroids thing later if you want to, Andrew, but Brock Lesnar actually was a great national-level Greco-Roman wrestler and, and a hell of a freakish athlete who's bigger than everybody. And CM Punk, to Andrew's point earlier, is basically just some guy who learned wrestling moves, got good at them, had balls to use, you know, my one non-family friendly term of the net day, and then had awesome charisma. And so I just feel like the, the, the quagmire was he was going the wrong way in the transition, and only Brock Lesnar has made it successfully. So here's part of a point I was trying to make earlier kind of got away from, but going back to Duke Rufus, who runs Rufu Sports Duke. out of Milwaukee, which is actually a legitimate gym. They've got uh, Anthony Pettis in there, they've got Tyrone Woodley. So a couple of one champion, one former champion. But that's where CM Punk was fighting out of. But apparently, this came out a few months ago, they did, like, all these pre-fight, you know, gym fights. So he was fighting guys under real UFC rules yep. out of the gym. He had 16, uh, of which he lost 15. Oh, boy. So CM Punk is already losing to the guys. You know, he wasn't fighting Anthony Pettis or... You know, Tyrone Woodley, he was fighting guys who just go out there and train. Some of them probably fighting lower-level promotions, and some of them might not at all. All right, so basically he gets escalated into the majors, but he's probably like – this is, this is probably, at, at best, Michael Jordan playing double-A baseball. But what if they put him in the majors instead? Yes, right off the bat. Okay. Roscoe, 
Let's go back to why CM Punk is beefing with Vince McMahon because that would probably shed some light on why he would walk away from what was at least a six-figure, probably mid-six-figure salary to, to go do this at the age of like 37. Well, you do know one last thing. He got paid $500,000. Well, I figured money was part of it, but I wanted – yeah, totally. But I wanted to know why he would leave something that he was really good at and probably making better money uh, okay, yeah. to do that. Yeah. I, I read that he made – I read that 500000 number, and I also read that the guy who won – I don't even know his name, but the guy who won made like 30000 <laughs> Yes, Mickey Gall made $30,000. Really? Wow. Yeah, so he, he might have done over 600000 like 20 times what the guy would get him in. I think that guy's feeling. Oh, I'll tell you what, he, he's going to get more money in his next fight because he's the guy beat CM Punk, right? Well, would any one of us not go down to our local gym and let someone beat the snot out of us for two minutes and 29 seconds and then take home $600,000? I'd do it for 500000 no problem. I might do it for five hundred. dollars <laughs> 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 i got to make the car payments. <laughs> I got to pay for filibusterfreestyle.com. Anyway, go ahead, Roscoe. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, uh, the CM Punk thing, it, it ended very badly uh, between him and the company. He actually just didn't show up. Uh, he, he was at the Royal Rumble one year, which may have been his hometown of Chicago, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is what the CM stands for. If anybody's interested, it stands for Chicago Made. Huh. So he's the, he's the Chicago Made Punk. That's, that's what that stands for. I don't hate that as much as I thought I would when you were saying it. Not bad. Yeah. Low expectations. Low expectations. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> he, so he performed at the Royal Rumble, and then the next night on Monday Night Raw, he just didn't show up. Okay. And then, like, the night after that SmackDown, he just didn't show up. So, uh, uh, there's it, 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 a few things. He went on a podcast. There's a great podcast that I listen to uh, called The Art of Wrestling, which is done by another independent wrestler named Cole Cabana, which is a very interesting look into you know, wrestlers you probably haven't heard of because he doesn't have, like, the big-time guys on there. He has... Sure, guys, indie, indie guys, yeah. He, he is CM Punk's real-life best friend. They came up together and got into the business together in Chicago. So CM Punk is actually the one famous guy he's had on his podcast. Well, he's currently famous guy, and he told this whole story. There's a bunch of things. There's two big ones that it boils down to, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I think the actual reason is. Okay. Uh, well, one is that uh, Punk claims he was injured, that he had several different injuries, that he tried to take time off. The company would not let him take time off. They rushed him back from broken ribs and a concussion and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, basically ignored his claims that he was hurt, not physically able to wrestle. And on top of that, I guess he had this lump on his back, which the WWE, in fact, there's a lawsuit about this. The WWE doctor said it was just like, you know, some kind of fatty deposit or something. Yep. It turned out to be a MRSA infection. Ew. Okay. Help wasn't jeopardy and no one was listening. 
and he never got to do the main event of Rusty. Okay, so what is your additional what thought, your hot take? What I think is, I, I think he just got sick of doing it. I just don't think he wanted to do it anymore. Okay. Um, you know, pro wrestling is a brutal lifestyle. You're traveling 300 days a year. Okay. It's an incredible physical toll on your body. I just think he didn't want to do it, and, you know, he, he found a way out. No, this is fair. Your point's right there. I mean, I, I believe all that. But I feel like, again, here's a guy who's developed a brand, a persona, etc. And, and he decides, I know he doesn't have to fight as much in, in UFC, but the thing is he needs to get beat up every day in order to be good at it. And apparently after a year plus, he's not quite there yet. Um, yeah. So a weird, a weird choice in terms of you know, the grind of, of being in your mid-30s and being unhealthy. But, I mean, I get it. And I feel like he probably figured, and, and you guys both made the point, UFC, and this is why I wanted both of you on, they clearly are their own worst enemy in that their stars are vulnerable every time they fight. And, and whether a guy's making 30 grand or it's Holly Holm beating up Ronda Rousey or then never winning a fight again, Holly Holm, like, like they have a lot of trouble establishing star power. And by the time they do, someone like Chuck Liddell or Randy Couture or uh, Anderson Silva are like, Old and by old I mean they're just beat up and like some other young punk is coming up who's fresh and ready to make their thirty grand and take this dude out. And I feel like punk was like a grab by Dana White and the guys to be like, we just need someone who will who will sell pay per views. Well, this is the the UFC has been um, really devaluing its belts recently. Yep. Uh, if you look at those huge McGregor Diaz fights, those work for belts. You know, you bring in CM Punk for this big one. It's a match everybody was talking about on that pay-per-view. It was the one people were ordering it for. It wasn't even the main fight. The main fight was for the heavyweight title. Yep. Which, to your point earlier, has not been defended, I think, more than twice in a row. Right. Um, so they're starting to devalue the, be- the belts to address that. So that by the time you get up to the belt and you fight your way through, you're not so injured and you're not so hurt. That they, you know, might see more catchweight fights or more about um, trying to build these guys up or trying to uh, get those superstars. You know what I mean? And, and have those superstar fights be what draws people. Yeah, because the big the big problem now is is it's tough to have back. Like the reason that wrestling is great is because when The Rock is unbelievable on the mic, you know, as long as you know Dwayne Johnson stays in shape, which of course he does. If you ever read about his diet, it's like nine thousand pieces of cod a day. Uh, and then he works out for nine hours. Like, all he has to do is come back and be the rock, hit a couple moves, take a couple bumps, place goes nuts. And, and you can't, even Brock Lesnar had to, like, juice <laughs> to be legitimate again against a middling dude or some decent dude when he went back to UFC. It does actually give a tip of the cap to Brock Lesnar because I think everybody's juicing all the time. I mean, you guys probably juiced before this podcast. It's how it is. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. Well, of course, that's why, see, ever since Roscoe hooked up with Duke Rufus, he's been on the juice. <laughs> Just kidding, Duke Rufus. Please, you come on the show whenever you want. Um, all right, a couple things, fellas. One hot take. We should have known this was going to go bad for CM Punk based off of the movie Rocky Three, because when Hulk Hogan played Thunderlips, a wrestler in that movie against the fictional boxer Rocky, uh, even Rocky took off his boxing gloves and because he actually had a skill of like mortal combat, beat the crap out of Hulk Hogan and threw him, in, and threw him out, out of the ring. So we should have known this then. And that was Thunderlips, for God's sakes. Thunderlips. Um, the ultimate male. The ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. 
All right, fellas. Who? All right, I got. I got a question for you. you guys. Can each have a stab if you want, but I'm going to go. You know, kind of in the reverse order. Roscoe, if you could pick any WWE superstar to then, besides Brock Lesnar or CM Punk, to attempt to do what CM Punk did the other night, for better or for worse, who would it be? Like what WWE got to be the best actual fighter? Yeah, like who has a chance to actually do well? Coco beware! Coco beware! <laughs> Yeah, of course. He's always re- regarded as the greatest combat sport athlete of all time. He was the NCAA wrestling champion, WWE champion, and then the UFC champion. Um, but besides him, who is the best actual fighter? Wow. Oh, I, okay. I would probably take, there's a guy who's fairly new. Uh, his, he, his wrestling name is Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Uh, nice, nice guy. He is, he is just a massive mountain of a man. He might not count, but I think he actually does come from kind of fighting background. I don't he's kind of, I don't know a lot about it. I don't think it's UFC. I think it was in like those tough man competitions. Oh, like like Kimbo Slice in the in bar fights? Yeah, no like holds barred, Hulk Hogan? Like they pull like a 757 down a runway. It, yeah, exactly. It, oh, it, it, like Magnus for Magnuson. Yeah. He, he, kind, of, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, he's, he's so big, <laughs> it's just hard to imagine anything ever hurting him. Yeah, he might be too big to even fight in that. You know what I mean? Like, there's, isn't, Andrew, isn't there like a weight limit? You know, maybe not. Okay. A little attention to the heavyweight. There may be. A All right. So what's his name again? Cal Varnson? Braun? I'm just kidding. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. All right. Well, Braun, I know you're listening. So come on the freestyle. Talk to us about it. Um, all right. Good. Good. Good job, styling Roscoe, and good job with an answer, Andrew. Which MMA fighter would you, or UFC fighter, would you like to see take a stab at, at, at rocking the mic and, and, and fake wrestling? You know, not fake wrestling, but you know, sports entertainment. If, if anybody. Good at and able to put on a persona is definitely Conor McGregor. I mean, he already oh, yeah. in the UFC. It's good. Conor McGregor. He's already lobbying to get in WWE. Yep. Nate Diaz. And he's the guy that fought McGregor, right? Yeah. I mean, Nate Diaz is like you went to high school with kids like Nate Diaz, and they got fights in the parking lot. <laughs> but like Nate Diaz discovered, he would get paid to do it, and he's still exactly the same way he was in high school. Three o'clock at the bike rack. Yeah. Just to see, like, you know, how angry he would get in real life. Oh, like, so you think he would actually take the bait? <laughs> yes. That's why I'd want to see it. Phenomenal. Okay, good answer. All right, guys, we're going to switch gears for a second here. Uh, new uh, places listening this week. Okay, top five countries. We haven't done this in a while on the filibuster freestyle. United States, number one. Germany's number two. Sweden, number three. And then tied for fourth, Peru and Mexico. But now, I want you guys to guess, out of these four cities, which city had the most listens last week of the filibuster freestyle? Your choices are Las Vegas, Nevada, San Francisco, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or Freiburg, Germany. Huh. I think based on, I would usually guess Philadelphia. Right. I'm thinking if it was Philadelphia, you wouldn't ask the question. So I'm going to go Freiburg, Germany. Okay, Roscoe P., what do you say? Yeah, Philadelphia seems too obvious. Freiburg, Germany's a good game. What was the first two? Vegas or San Francisco? Correct. I mean, well, Andrew said Freiburg, 
Tonight, I will say San Francisco, California. Totally fair. Uh, and Roscoe, you get the silver medal because Freiburg, Germany, I don't know who you are or what you're doing, but we love you on the filibuster freestyle. Woo! All right, way to go, Freiburg. Freiburg, Germany, not Berlin. Yeah, named after Red Sox utility great. Jeff, Jeff Freiburg? Well, it's spelled differently, but probably, yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice reference there as well. Um, all right, another question for you guys, and this is uh, really a shot in the dark here. But actually, no. Let's, let's stick with let's stick with CM Punk for one more for a little bit more. Andrew, how long do you know? How many fights this contract that CM Punk signed is worth? And more importantly, how long does the experiment last? Does he make it to the end of the, the contract? I, I don't know. He uh, all he said is that it was a multi-fight contract. I don't know if the contract details are public. I think people were just finding out. I think it was today how much he got paid at this pay-per-view. I don't think it was announced in advance. So okay. I would guess maybe like a three-fight contract. Okay. Give him all three fights. Um, but the next one, you know what they'll do is they'll put him on like UFC on Fox. Yeah, he'll fight for free. One of their free ones. They're not going to throw him back as a big draw on a, on a pay-per-view. He's going to be, he'll be on like, uh, my guess is a UFC on Fox, maybe a fight night on Fox Sports, and then he'll be done. Gotcha. Is there, Would you say going into this first fight, I mean, I think the answer is there was a huge bullseye on his back. I mean, he's getting basically promoted to the big time with paying very little dues yeah. other than being famous. So I think it's safe to say there was a bullseye on his back. Do you think there's been anybody with less skill with that much of a bullseye on their back in their first fight that you've ever seen? Well, I don't know about that much of a bullseye, but the um, – and this is why Mickey Gall, I'm telling you, is going to be a kid worth rooting for. Yep. So after the fight, he called out this uh, Super Sage Northcutt who kind of has the same reputation and CM Punk does a much smaller. I mean, St. George got a pretty good fighter. I think he's 8-2. and two. He's only 19, but he got up in the UFC super early. Um, like, the story on him is, like, he was on the cover of Karate Magazine at 11. Um, like, he's supposedly this karate prodigy. So UFC was uh, hyping him up, gave him a lot of, like, cupcakes to start off his career. Yep. So they could hype him up as, like, the undefeated Super Sage Northcutt. And um, I think the other fighters kind of uh, did not take a shine to that. And that's who Mickey Gall called out, which if you can build your career on, like, you give me the guys that you want to pump up. And I'll take them down. I'll take them down. Yeah. That's great. That's a wrestling gimmick right there. It is. Well, see, there you go. Maybe they're, maybe the. If this were wrestling, I would say what they're doing is they're trying to give this guy absolutely zero pressure and all the motivation to be the giant killer, and then all of a sudden he's a personality people care about, right? Right. Um, speaking of that, Roscoe, I'm guessing you watched SummerSlam, correct? Uh, I, yes, I did watch SummerSlam, yes. I've not yet watched uh, uh, Backlash was a pay-per-view that was on last night. Of course, I was watching the Patriots, so I... I not seen that yet, but yes, I did watch them. Okay, so maybe I'll curb my question. Did Lesnar fight last night, or is he suspended right now? Um, well, the WWE has done what they call a brand split. Yes. So Raw and SmackDown are now separate shows with separate rosters. Okay. And, and in fact, separate pay-per-views. Okay. So last night's event was a SmackDown event. Brock Lesnar was on Raw, so he would not have Okay. Okay, so this goes back. That's fine. So this goes back to SummerSlam, then. Number one. He fought Randy Orton, who I just read today. He'd not fought since they were both rookies in like 02 or something like that. Um, I have two two part question. How was that match? And more important, not more importantly, but is is Randy Orton and, and Lesnar in the same? Are they both on Raw now, or do they get split up? No, uh, Randy Orton is on SmackDown. In fact, he had he had a match scheduled for 
backlash last night and was not cleared to compete due to injuries he suffered in the match with Brock Lesnar. And, and that's real. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that's not like a storyline thing. Like, he actually got hurt. I, I hated the Randy Orton-Brock Lesnar match. Um, I actually don't enjoy Brock Lesnar as a pro wrestler, um, especially now that he's been back. He just shows up once in a while. You can't really build a character. Uh, and the, the match at SummerSlam was designed to sort of blur the lines between, you know, everybody understands what wrestling is now, so sometimes WWE will try to make it seem like something real has happened. Yeah. Um, so the end of, of the Orton-Lesnar match was Lesnar getting Orton on the ground and basically turning it into MMA, and he actually busted Orton's head open by, <laughs> you know, actually punching him, which, which was the plan, apparently. Um, and that, so the match ended in a TKO with Orton's head bleeding all over the mat, uh, which, you know, which, okay. as, someone, as, as someone who doesn't like MMA, I didn't like that. Like, I don't want to see it. Like, yeah, you, you want to see, you want to see somebody go to the Spanish broadcast announce table, but be okay afterwards. And I get exactly, that. Exactly, right. I like <laughs> that they're not trying to actually hurt each other. Totally get that. Totally get yeah. that. Um, all right. So, and actually, and again, we've. We've kind of hit on wrestling a little bit here, but the biggest difference, and Roscoe, I think you actually said this to me when you were visiting, was, you know, in MMA, your goal is to hurt your opponent, and in WWE, your your goal is to protect the guy you're working with, you know? Yeah, if you hurt your opponent or yourself, you've actually done something wrong. Right, and so Lesnar is really good at hurting people, so good, that when he's not trying to actually do so, he did so. Right. Um, and, and, well, you know, well he, he was trying, that's the point, but it, right, the, the finish of it, that was the idea, was he okay. was supposed to really hit Orton in a way that would bust him open. Sure, sure. Like that, that, was, so, that was apparently the plan. Chris, can I ask you a question? Sure. So, that fight happened at SummerSlam, during which Lesnar is serving his, and he's never going to fight in the UFC again, I don't think, his 30-day suspension for positive test in the UFC. Does, did WWE have a testing like protocol, a real one, or do they just say they have like a testing protocol? No, they, they have they a they very care? real one, and they, they suspend people all the time. I'm not sure exactly how they got around that. Um, okay. It was some kind, of, you know, and, and it's it's a little bit fishy to me. Like they just kind of ignored the fact that he tested positive, that you know, at the MMA fight. Yeah. Um, because he, because he didn't actually fail a WWE test. But yeah, I think they sort of looked the other way on something there. But they definitely have a what is called the wellness policy. There's guys, suspend guys and girls who get suspended all the time for violating it. It's not just performance enhancing, but it does include that. And yeah, they have suspended all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting because I didn't know if they would have addressed that or not. Well, Randy Orton, on his, Randy Orton was out for a long time with an injury when he came back to start promoting the SummerSlam match, he, his, his first appearance was actually with one of our uh, old favorites, Chris Jericho, who's still around and, and doing it. God and, bless him um, for that. He's 47 um, years old. God bless him. Yeah. So in, in an interview with Chris Jericho, it was like, I think it was the first Raw after the news came out about Lesnar testing positive. Yep. And so Randy Orton made a comment about no enhancements needed or something, <laughs> something like that. Nice. Um, which I think he wasn't supposed to say. I think he might have gotten in trouble for it. But yeah, he, he definitely referenced that that was the last time it came up. Got it. I, I love it. But the best part about wrestling, it, it, I do enjoy when they do show a little bit of reality. Like, you know, when they, like they say that thing that you don't say and, you know, whatever. All right. 
So this one I wasn't going to ask, but it popped in because I had show notes from a couple shows ago beneath these ones. Would you let? Would you gentlemen like to see the now suspended Hope Solo make her MMA debut? Because I certainly would. Um, and the only you, you, you kind of asked me if I want to watch Hope Solo get 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 her ass kicked, aren't you? Uh, I just asked if you wanted to see her get an MMA fight. That's not true. <laughs> There's no way you can't answer that question. That's an unanswerable question. Well, that's why I didn't. A- that's why I didn't ask it. Roscoe P. Same same answer. Um, I don't give a fat frog Sandy what Hope Solo does with her life as long as I never have to hear her or see her ever again. Okay. So I guess my answer is no. Unless maybe she can fight CM Punk. There you go. Okay, there you go. There you go. That might go. Maybe they should start a family. Uh, you know, like a mixed mixed tag team. All right. All right. You handled that question both very well. All right. Final piece, guys. The filibuster freestyle fantasy football league started yesterday, and all I can say is that my team is 1-0 after starting last year 0-6. Doug Brown, eat it. How did you guys do? Um, I could be uh, losing the league this year. Lost Keenan Allen. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson off to a tough start. Uh, yeah, not looking good for Pucky's players. Okay, and then how is Paco Sinbad doing? Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I have something I need to comment on. Um, first of all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose this week. I'm going to lose to Jeremy Johnson, who I hope is okay. I'm concerned that you haven't heard from him. No, I've heard from him tonight. He's fine. He just needed another. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah he's, he's beating the bag out of me as, as we speak. Jeremy Johnson um, is the best player in this league. If he doesn't win, it's because the gods are against him, which happened last year. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, he's got a good squad. My squad's a little bit boomer bust. Like, I think we're going to have some huge weeks, some not-so-huge weeks, and this was not a great one. Yep. What I really want to address is, I was listening. I'm not sure if this is the last one you did, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We called you out. Andy <laughs> we called you out. Was that, was that the last one you did? Yeah, that was last week. That was last, that was last week, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I listened to part of that, and uh, I, I, got, I got, you know, attacked, as I often do on the show, which is fine. Uh, uh, got to sell records, my, baby. Yeah, my, my, my comments about the... About, I think my... What I said to you about the uh, talking about the league on the podcast, I think you completely missed my point. No, I mean I'm just busting your chops. That's all. <laughs> well, I, my my point was to correct the record. I understand that a lot of people think talking about fantasy football is boring, and people don't want to hear that. So my point was, if it's not something you don't want to talk about, then don't have the league. Yeah, but the like, league's that, awesome. That was my point. Totally. No, I get that. But what I did is I gave it the old spinneruni. You know what I mean? And what's great is that now, because of that, not only did I work it in last week while, you know, sliding you, this week I had you on, and we talked about it again. This is beautiful. So, yeah, you're, just, you're finding secret, sneaky ways to talk about it. I am, I am the Vince McMahon, and I'm breaking the fourth wall by telling Andrew Patterson in the world what we did. You're kind of making Chris Orozco the villain of the filibuster freestyle football league, so that everybody will be like, I just want to beat Roscoe. Yeah, right, exactly. So, somewhere right now, Trisha Michelson is making roster moves just to beat Roscoe P. Just to beat Roscoe Bring it. Come at me, bro. So that's it. So now, we're, now we've got a league we're talking about, and that's all we're trying to do, Roscoe. I'm sorry I used you as a catalyst. Anyway, all right, guys, last thing for real, and I appreciate you guys being on. Really, you guys are saving the filibuster freestyle this week. Well done. Let me say that. Patriots got her done last night in the desert in Arizona. Jimmy G made his debut as a starter in the real deal regular season. Uh, some thoughts on that? What are they saying up in Boston? I'm down here in Charlotte. Everybody's still licking their wounds from the Denver game. What's going on with the Pats fans up there in Boston? Um, well, I don't 
don't know. I didn't really listen to much of the. Uh, I didn't listen to much today. I, I, it was a good game. I was happy with the win, so I know what I'm saying. Well, what are you saying? You, you feeling good? Pretty much what I just said. It was a good game. I mean, how do you come like? I don't know, man. Do you think they're going to go four and out? Do you think there's going to be a quarterback? Really get that us versus the world mentality, like sewn in. Everybody hates us right now. Yep. With the New England Patriots. Yep. Um, so as much as I try not to adapt that, because I think so many Patriots fans are terrible blowhards. Yes. It is kind of great when you think how much everybody wanted you to lose that game and how you won it, and that just makes people angry. Yeah, I mean, I think every win. Above zero and four is a double is a double middle finger to to Roger Goodell. Frankly, yeah, um, there was a reply to one of Bill Simmons' tweets last night after Jimmy's first uh, first touchdown, where he just wrote Jimmy and all exclamation points, and with the second or third uh, response to it was just this guy in all caps. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo is good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe, what are, what are your thoughts? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you thinking after last night's game? Yeah. Is now the Monday Night Football. Very cool. Football. Very yeah, cool. One of, the, one of the best for a long time. Glad he gets his chance. Um, I'm going to be one of the uh, terrible blowhard Patriots fans that Andrew doesn't like right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm going to say, like, how, how do you beat the Patriots? Like, last night, they went to Arizona. Arizona picked by a lot of people to go to the Super Bowl this year. Maybe on paper, the most talented roster in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. They go into their house. Without their Hall of Fame quarterback, their all-pro tight end, three offensive linemen, they started two rookie offensive linemen last night in front of the quarterback who never started an NFL game before, and their starting defensive end. Didn't have any of those guys because they completely healthy the Arizona team and beat them. Like, how do you ever beat the Patriots? What do you have to do? I can smell the rock is cooking. That's a hot take, baby. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'll tell you what. The, the, the Cardinals obviously had their chances, and to your, all the points you just made, they should have. They were at home and they were fairly. They were very healthy, um, but yeah. I mean, I guess to, Chris, to answer your question, how do you beat the Patriots? Uh, you make a field goal at the end because that's really what it came down. to. Right? Correct, correct, correct. I mean, you make well, a yeah, field goal. You're a field goal. You beat the Patriots. Right, right. But the guy, the guy shanked it, and, and honestly, I could tell by the way Al Michaels was talking about him, and then the look the guy was giving when he was like, he he, he you know, Andrew made a, a, a comment to open the podcast, whereas you know we could walk into an MMA gym down the street. Challenge a guy who's been training for a year and get wiped out. This is the opposite. This is a guy who's ostensibly a pro kicker who looks like I would look if the Cardinals were like, hey, Gav Money, why don't you kick a field goal to win the game for us? And I was like, whoo! Big, you know, whoo! I think, I think that was actually on the snapper. It was a bad snap if you watch the replay, which screwed up the timing of the game. Well, laces out, Finkel. All I know is the holder did his job. Anyway, all right, boys, anything you want to plug? Oh, I have one more question. When are you guys going to write something for philaboutsfreestyle.com? Listen, I'm not quite sure that I, I didn't know that the invitation was out to write anything yet. I just knew that the bios had gone up. Has anything been written on there yet? No, just my show. I thought you would write the first thing as it's your show, your website. Well, I, I can't be I can't be driving the Winnebago and talking on the show and editing the website and writing articles. I can't even write. That's why I do, that's why I do an audible show. Um no, anyway, you guys, open the open invite. Please write something. You guys can even, Roscoe, you can even debunk my theory on not talking about uh, fantasy football. I don't care what it is. Uh-huh. Let's get some articles up there, boys. Yeah, I want to do it soon. I've actually started a couple different times to write something and just didn't really like 
where it was going, so I stopped. But yeah, no, I, I want to write something soon. I'd like to, I'd like to contribute to the. Uh, all right. God bless Roscoe P. God bless Andrew Patterson. All right, guys. Stick around for a second. Let's catch up. I'm going to end it there, and I'm going to, God willing, edit in the uh, outro song. I know you guys were befuddled that we weren't starting the show with the live theme song this week. Amazing what technology can do once I learn how to use GarageBand. Thanks for being on, fellas. We know the show's over. Because <laughs> I, I just the stop button like this. Stop.